Welcome to Bossy, Brilliant, and Badass, a weekly conversation about business, careers, and personal development designed to inspire, educate, and motivate you, and sometimes ourselves, to show up powerfully, live fearlessly, and to find and unleash your inner badass. I'm Lisa Lindsay. I'm Liz Green. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Bossy, Brilliant, and Badass. I'm Lisa Lindsay here with my lucrative co-host, Liz Green. Hey, Liz. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I feel like it's been kind of a long time since we've recorded, even though I think it's only been like a couple of weeks. <laughs> it feels like forever. I know. Well, we've been batching, right? Which is good for us with the podcast. So because it gets a bunch out and done and helps us to kind of manage our time a little bit and help us to be efficient. But then it means that time goes until we start during the next batch. Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and things have changed so much for our podcast. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but in the past couple of years, I just feel like it's, you know, it's really evolved. And I, I feel like there's some topics that we're kind of revisiting, but in a different way, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that what's interesting is the fundamentals of business and being successful. I think maybe this is something I'm learning from the podcast. They don't change. Those fundamentals are what they are, right? They are quite specific. I think what changes probably is kind of what business you're in, what tools are you using and things like that. But ultimately what gets you there, those things are the same. Those things, they just don't move, I don't think. (laughs) So yeah. Right. And that's one of the things we talk about in the episode is really kind of revisiting some of these. What would you call it? I mean, Uh, I just call them business fundamentals, right? So while Samantha is a kind of, if it's a profit coach and focused on profitability and success, I mean, at her core, she's business coach. And the reality is just the things we talk about, particularly when we talk about her crush formula, those are fundamentals. Those are just simply business fundamentals that will come up for you, any business owner, really, again and again, over and over, time after time, time after time, time after time, right? Yes. Yeah, in a different way. And I love her proprietary crush formula. It's yeah. fascinating. I love it. Okay, yeah. so let's bring her on. Here's Samantha Varner. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. A fellow Canadian, Liz. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. A fellow Canadian. I was reading your sheet and, and thought, oh, she moved, wait, from Canada to Australia and then to Texas. I'm thinking, oh, are we going to get some boots in the recording? Yep. I hope, or some A's maybe. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> Fingers both. Crossed. Possibly both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always enjoy having another Canadian on the show. All right. So Samantha, you're a profit coach. Mm -hmm. And I think let's start there. What even is a profit coach? Well, it is a personal money coach turned business coach, essentially, and with a real focus on the bottom line profitability for entrepreneurs. So profit coach sounded a little bit different than business coach. So some part of that was just marketing, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I hear profit coach, it really makes me feel very curious around what exactly do you start with when you get a new client that wants to come to you and make a profit primarily? You work with women who are more in the six-figure range. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of at that point where they're either approaching six figures and that's a bit of a struggle just to get over that bump. 
or they are then having hit that and they're looking to just scale their business. So there's kind of two areas that I'm primarily in. I've been doing it for long enough that people have started at the beginning and now we're scaling upwards, right? So, and so what are some of the fundamentals? Like Liz started to ask there, like, what are some of the fundamentals, right? When women are kind of coming to you, try to get over that hump, what are the, some of the fundamentals that you need to talk with them about? So much of it is the confidence piece that just because you haven't achieved those results so far, you definitely can achieve them. And that shows up in a lot of different ways. It shows up in real hesitation to look at numbers. So sometimes there's just a lot of, I don't understand the numbers. I don't really know what I need to do with my financial piece of things. I don't know how to make those decisions. Some of it comes from the mindset piece of trying to get from where they are right now to where they're aiming to be and just not knowing how to do it. So I help them figure out what is the biggest priority that makes the biggest impact. And we just kind of renovate our way through the business getting them to the point of now you're in the ability to make six figures or mid six figures. Right. Yes. We've talked about that quite a bit, right? The idea of the things that we need to do to sort of level up, to get to that next level of anything we're doing in our business. But what do you find is the most important piece of advice that you give to your clients? I think it's the fact that you get there one step at a time. And so it's advice that we hear right from day one of being a business owner, but it still holds true. And I think as we get farther along and we're sitting there and we're like, I'm making money, this is working, I'm excited, but I don't know what the next step is, right? There's a lot of hesitation to doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. But as entrepreneurs, we all know, oftentimes it's not so much knowing what the wrong thing is until you've done it. And then you Mm -hmm. have to make a little pivot, do a little switch. So a lot of what I do with clients is just help them understand that failure is part of the game and you just need to keep moving forward, getting that skill set built up and then shifting it as your business shifts as well. So it's it's a lot of that conversation, to be honest. Yeah, because I find a lot of women, a lot of us, we do, and men too, fear that failure piece, right? And so what if I make that next, or I'm trying to make that next step? What if I fail? Mm -hmm. Do you find that that is really common? It is really, really common. And the thing is, is you have to fail. Any entrepreneur that you ever listen to, when they're able to look backwards, you can see all those places where you tried that webinar and that was an epic failure. Nobody showed up. You tried to launch this course and nobody bought it. You tried to do this, you know, you tried all these pieces and it's all in the learning and the evaluation of all of those failures. And then the getting back up and going, okay, that was the worst webinar ever. Nobody showed up. I'm going to do it again, right? I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. As opposed to what we see sometimes is that complete shift to a new strategy. So It's sticking the road and deciding these are the things that I'm going to use as my business growth and doing them until we get proficient at it because we're not proficient the first time we do it, at least not most of us and not in everything. See, I love that because I find that a lot of people, myself included, if it doesn't work, say the webinar doesn't work, it's an epic fail Mm -hmm. or what have you. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't work. Let me do something completely different now. And what you're saying is just stick to it, right? Just stick to it and just... Because we're not going to be great at it the first, second, third time around, probably. Maybe yeah, you know, is. 
at least as good at everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you for the compliment though. You know, I, as we were talking about it, I was thinking about one of the score clients that I have who marketing, just marketing isn't his forte and he doesn't like to do it. And he keeps trying things, but he doesn't stick with them long enough, right? Like Mm -hmm. long enough to be able to really know if something is going to work or not. It's like, okay, I've given it a couple of months. I've given it a couple of tries and I'm just going to let it go. And it's just sort of like, no, just keep doing this one thing. Healing some results, just keep going. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of like having the patience to let results happen, right? Because I think there's a little bit of impatience that we all kind of suffer from. In a lot of ways, it's sort of like, well, I didn't make any money, therefore, like Liz was saying, therefore, it's you always learn something from Mm -hmm. that quote, epic fail, right? I was just going to say that too, right? You always learn something either about yourself, about the process, something you can tweak. And Mm -hmm. at minimum, you've got to kind of, you got to try in order to know, right? That's what I always say. You do. And I think the other thing too, is we get so caught up in the, say the financial wins, if that's the measure that we're looking at. And we forget to see, okay, the first time I did it, nobody showed. The second time I did it, five people showed. Somebody got on a consult call, but nobody actually purchased my program. Okay, then the next time, you know, you have to look at all of the successes. And we're so like, well, we didn't make a hundred grand on that launch. We didn't make fifty thousand dollars on that webinar. Clearly, it's a fail. And it's like, mm, it's probably not a fail. It's just in progress. Right. And you're probably not gonna make money at the very beginning. I no. mean, you might, but yeah, it's a bit of a not. unicorn if you do, right? It's not right. most of the time you've done a lot of things in the back to get you to the point where you're going to start making money right off the bat the first time you do it. So this is really sort of, you know, one of the things you like to talk about is how grit is your secret sauce. And this sounds like Mm -hmm. what we're talking here, right? Just continuing having the resilience, the persistence, just to keep going is part of what makes people successful and also profitable, right? For sure. Yeah. Without that, I always say to clients, Your goal is to do it until it works, not until Tuesday or some arbitrary timeline you've given yourself, right? (laughs) Right. We're in this for the long game. I'm here to build my business until I decide I'm retiring. That's my plan. This isn't a, we'll see what I do in a year. I'm here for the long game. And I think if you go into it with that mentality, then it's not so urgent. You don't have that burning desire to like achieve everything immediately. Makes a big difference. Yes, right. I have that disease. Yeah. Well, I have the impatience too. I mean, it's not like it doesn't exist. I just kind of try and make her a little bit quiet to the side and (laughs) and keep going. I love it. We're all pushing our parts to the side. Um, (laughs) So talk to me a little bit about the shame, right? The shame that kind of underlines all of this. Yeah. The shame is a big deal. And I see it more with my female clients. I work with mainly women, but I do have some male clients and I see it a lot more that there's a lot of hesitation to look at the numbers. And there is a lot of frustration and shame around the fact that they don't necessarily understand them as if It's something you intrinsically should know without training, without expertise, without any experience. And what ends up happening with the shame around the money? So either it's, am I spending too much on expenses or I don't know how to even choose that? How do I know when I should hire somebody? Oops, I did that too soon. Now I've spent the money on them and they were a terrible hire. All of Mm -hmm. the things that can happen, right? But I get clients in my office or on my Zoom camera and they'll say to me things like, well, I know I'm not going to make money in the first year. I know I can never be profitable with this business because it's just a hobby or because it's 
just X, Y, Z type of business. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely a woman thing. It's a thing that we, I don't know, there's a lack of confidence around, I can learn this. We have that in a lot of areas. And I think for some reason, the money thing is a hurdle, which is always amuses me a little bit only because I was the kid who math nearly killed me in (laughs) elementary school. That was not my forte. I was at the kitchen table, like crying about homework on the regular and only as an adult kind of stumbled into finance. And it's not that hard. It's like sixth grade math. Really? We're not doing algebra. We're not doing like quadratic equations. We're doing just basic add and subtract, but it's taking the time to do that. Right. And getting comfortable with how much you want to spend and keeping yourself within those guidelines. So it's a big deal. And the more women I can talk to and the more women can get comfortable with it, the better off we're all going to be, I think, at the end of the day. Right, right. Yeah. And how do we get comfortable with that? What are some strategies? Monthly money dates, really taking the time to look and know what are your goals and what will it take for you to do them financially? So how many clients, you know, working backwards from, I want to make $100,000. How many clients do I need? How many people do I need to talk to in order to create that number Mm -hmm. of clients? So knowing kind of what your closing ratio is, is really critical because then you can see if you're working hard enough, right? Sometimes we're just not talking to enough humans and Mm -hmm. we need to up the game there. Sometimes it's, I talk to lots of people, but my closing ratio is not very good then that's the piece you need to work on. But it's mm-hmm. once you identify it, you know which part of it you need to do better. So really looking and diving into those numbers and checking, are you spending the expenses in the way that you want to be spending them? Are you spending money on your own personal growth and development to develop whatever it is, your skills or your business or more technology for your business, depending on what your industry is? Knowing those right. things and looking at them often makes a difference. And maybe being honest about it too, mm-hmm. right? Like saying, okay, well, this is the area that I need help in, yeah. right? I can never seem to close people. So what is happening for me? What's going on? Or whatever it is, just being honest and focusing in on that and realizing that maybe I need some help in that area. But I like being specific around that. So you're not just kind of wandering out in space saying, okay, well, why why am I not doing this? And two years have gone by and I'm not making, or I haven't achieved that next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the idea of being methodical, right? Because you can then, you can knock it down and really, like you said, pinpoint the area that's not working. And then like Liz was saying, because we kind of generally like look at the overall and Mm -hmm. sort of say, I got to a point in my business where I said, okay, I know that the barrier to me making more is actually me right now, right? Because I have no interest in working any harder than I already have. (laughs) And I know that. And it's sort of like, okay, great. Got it. Good. Right. So then when those numbers come in and they don't look the way I want them to look, I already know it's me because I'm just like, "Mm, wow. No, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, and oh. it's interesting you say that too, because then it's about, okay, how do I work the exact same amount as I'm working right now, but making all of yeah. that work be super efficient and still increasing the income without having to increase and start working 80 hour work weeks? Because none of us wanted to start a business to do that. I'm pretty sure. So. I certainly did not. Um, <laughs> no, me neither. Well, and then, you know, then we start to get into because profit to me overall is a bunch of different things, right? So mm-hmm. once you kind of have the basics down, then we start to think about pricing because that's where I always am. I'm like, okay, 
I have to charge more. And I consistently say that I need to charge more. I need to charge more. I need to charge more. And that's one area of growth that I know. But like I said, like we were talking about, it's really about knowing the whole thing. And without, Mm -hmm. if you shy away from the numbers and shy away from the information, you're not going to know the whole thing. So you're not going to know what's working for you and what's not, or what you need to go work on. So like right now, if I were to do any work, it's about, all right, how do I increase my pricing and feel very good doing it? right? Not feel worried about doing it. All right. Now we know what we need to work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's clear, right? You've pulled it out and you can see which piece of it is. And then yeah, you're right. Exactly. You want to make sure as Liz, you were saying you have to ask for help. Yeah. Right. You have to ask for help and find, I mean, obviously I'm somewhat biased as a coach. I think a coach that can help you with whatever that pinpoint is, but you want to make sure that they're the person that does help with that You need to know what your problem is before you hire the coach in some ways, because you want to hire the right one. You want to hire the person that actually does help with that particular issue that you need to. Right. Like their specialty. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so you have a proprietary formula called Crush. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I love that name. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So the formula came out of me trying to come up with a little bit more structure to the coaching and structure to just talking about it, right? Making sure that people clearly understood what pieces of the business I was specializing in. So the crush formula is five key areas that make a difference. If you have these ironed out in your business, it really does impact that bottom line, that profit line. So The C is the core. So we're talking about really reconnecting with the mission, the vision, your values, your why, all the things that kind of help you keep going. When we talk about being gritty, being really keyed in on those helps when it's not fun and it's work. And we're kind of bumbling around going back to those pieces and making sure they're clear for us. And then as we grow a team, making sure that that is clearly communicated to the team is really important as well. From there, we go to the R, which is revenue. So that's where we're talking all the numbers. That's where we're getting into a spreadsheet and having a conversation around what your expenses are, what you want to pay yourself, because the bottom line of your business is great, but what are we actually taking home? So that's where we dive into those numbers and get rid of some of that shame we were talking about earlier. Then the utility. And this part, honestly, I don't think I would have thought it was going to be as fun as it is. But it's all of the automation. It's the softwares. It's how is your business structured in a way that allows you to continue to grow so that you're not a one-man band trying to do all the things in a manual way. That's how you get from a $50,000 business up to a $150,000 business without doing more work, right? Without putting more hours in. Yeah, it's creating efficiency. Like you started to say, you know, one of the coaches that I worked with, he likes to say that efficiency is productivity, which we all know how to be productive, right? And a lot of times we Mm -hmm. think that that's more work, more time, more effort, but it really is minus all of that, right? It's like being productive minus all of that. And a lot of times, one of the things that I sometimes find myself doing it, but a lot of, you know, my score clients, people that I work with as entrepreneurs, they don't build in those systems. They don't build in that technology because they look at it as additional money that they have Mm -hmm. to spend, right? And they say, oh my God, I don't know if I can afford this 10, 12, 50, depending on whatever it is, dollars per month to buy this piece of software. 
but that piece of software is going to make you more efficient. And how much is your mm-hmm. time worth? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I love that that's included because I don't think a lot of people think about that. Systems is one thing that people seem to bypass. They're like, well, I'll just do it in this manual way. And mm-hmm. it makes Takes me forever. crazy. It makes me insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes so much time. It's the same with hiring, right? And if you are at the point where you need a VA or you need an assistant, the hesitation is always, I don't have time to train the person Yep, for the Mm. love. Yes, you do. You have to take the time to train the person because then it frees up capacity for you, which is then doing the piece of the business, which the admin person can't do. You have to buy yourself some more time. And that's what you're doing when you hire an assistant. And it makes light years of difference. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of hit my sweet spot there. I wasn't going to talk about hiring, but that is exactly right, Sam. That's the thing. And I always try to explain it in this way that the thing that is taking you five hours right now to do, Mm -hmm. let's say, and that in the beginning is going to take the admin maybe 20 hours to do because they're new at it, right? They are going to learn to do that in the same five hours or maybe reduce it. Absolutely. (laughs) And you have got five hours back. Mm -hmm. So that's how I like to try to explain it. It's like you always got to be thinking about it that way. And not for nothing, I run into this struggle too, because I know I need an assistant. I know I need an assistant. And I go through the same sturm and drang about the money and this (laughs) and the time and the da, 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 da. And it's just sort of like, you got to do it. Just do it. Right. Yeah. Right, so right. So speaking about that, because a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs are at that place. What would you recommend for people who know nothing about it? What is one of the first steps to hiring that VA, the virtual assistant? And how much are people looking at in terms of paying? Okay, so in terms of figuring out who you're hiring, one activity I get clients to do all the time is write down on a piece of paper all the things that you do. I feel like you would be listening to my stuff, Sam. (laughs) I think this is just a brilliant way. I love that you do it too, right? It's so critical. It's like Mm -hmm. write down all the things that are getting done and then circle the things that you have to do, right? If you're the face of your business, you need to circle those and the things that you love doing. And Mm -hmm. everything that isn't on that list, take a peek and determine, is there a person out in the world that could do that for you? So for me, it was podcast editing was the first hire I made because I don't want to edit my own podcast. I love podcasting. I don't want to do the editing piece. So I hired that out. Then I realized the marketing of the podcast was the next piece that had to go because I was still having to do that myself. So I just removed that off the plate. But that freed up so much time in my business and to watch my clients do that same thing and free up half of their time and really determine what part of it do I like doing and what part of it did I accidentally end up doing, right? It's not always what you anticipate, but what you're good at, you'll gravitate to. So find somebody to help you on the back end where you don't like doing that. So that's the first part. Yeah. Can I add something there really quickly? Because you said find someone and I always like to extrapolate that sometimes those things in that list aren't for one person, right? Right. Maybe that you need to have multiple people. So sometimes we go into the idea of like, okay, I'm going to find a generalist who can help me with my admin and my calendar and also podcasting and social media. Well, okay. That's a lot for one person to do, as you well know. And Mm -hmm. I always say find specialists, not just generalists. 
So that rather than hiring one person to do those three things, maybe you hire three people at less time. Now that sounds like a lot to manage, but really if you've got specialists doing that work, they're not taking as much time to Mm -hmm. do those same things. So whereas a generalist will need 25 hours to do those three things, each one of those specialists might take five hours. And that will also So you have a social media specialist, Mm -hmm. a podcast editing specialist, or whatever it is that that you don't really particularly like doing, or maybe you're not good at it, it's taking up all your time. And then where can women look for these specialists? What do you recommend? I think the biggest thing is asking your network. So most of the entrepreneurs out there, right, are connected to other business owners. Your best bet is to just ask around, where did they find their assistance? Where are they looking for their assistance? Who have they used that they're really happy with? So whether it's somebody that's helping you hire or whether it's just a referral from somebody that's like, oh, I, yeah, I have a VA and she does this podcast editing for me. And I know she has a couple of other clients and that's all she does. And that's what you're looking for. That recommendation with somebody who's actually worked with that person makes a big difference in terms of your comfort level too and your understanding of their expertise. The other one is, I mean, Facebook, social media, there are so many places to go to say, I'm looking for a VA that specializes in this. And it's really key to make sure that you actually know what you're trying to solve for, right? You have to be very, very clear in your business. What is the solution I'm looking for? And what do I need? Not expect the person that you hire to be able to figure out what that looks like, right? So you want to do that CEO part of the business where you determine what needs to be done, How do you want it done? And then you're hiring the person that's implementing that for you, not anticipating that they're going to come in and try and figure out the system. No, have the system sorted out and let them run with it with their expertise. But referrals and word of mouth, you can't get better than that if you ask around um, and taking your time to interview. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. I like that you I mentioned thought, Lisa, you'd like that. Well. <laughs> right. The Facebook pages, there's so many out there for female entrepreneurs, yeah. business owners. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So we didn't finish your crush formula. We kind of got sidetracked yeah. there. Oh, oh yeah. We we're moving, we moving along to the middle. next letter, which is where did we S? get? We got to S, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's sales. And sales to me, that encompasses sales and promotion because my background is obviously the finance piece but also public relations and marketing. I really look at that whole piece. So are you good at sales? Are you stumbling at sales? Are you petrified of sales? There's all of those in there. How well are you able to take a client all the way through the process and understand how to make that close, right? Are you getting better and better at that? Are your closing ratios getting better? Some of it is that promotion piece. What are you doing to get yourself out in front of more eyeballs in your business? Are you doing it effectively and are you doing it with enough frequency? That is Mm -hmm. often one of the stumbling blocks to get over that 100K. That's a lot of the times what's happening is we're just not doing enough Mm -hmm. to get in front of people. So that's maybe probably the R and the S are my favorite place. But Mm -hmm. surprisingly, the H is the headspace. So Mm -hmm. all of the mindset piece. And when I started my business, mindset to me was very woo-woo. I didn't buy into it. I did. I was coming from a very action-oriented sort of corporate career. And I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine like, what, what does that have to do with it? What I'm thinking? Well, you know, wait five years, six years, and you realize mm-hmm. 
mindset has everything to do with it. So that gets weaved into each piece that we talk about in the crush formula as we go through is where's your head at? How are you feeling about your capabilities? What's your brain telling you? So that's a huge piece now that is built in there because it's absolutely critical. It took me a while myself to get to buying into that mindset piece. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's anything but woo-woo. We actually have spoken with many guests around the age, the headspace and whatnot, and what's kind of behind their driving, driving the car that we, we might not even be aware of, right? Right. Yeah. And I definitely feel like that was me at the beginning, right? Before I had an awareness of it, it was very evident the different results you can get when you have an understanding of what's going on in your brain versus not paying attention to it at all. Yeah, it's intimidating for a lot of people because exactly like you said, especially if you're fully logic-based, like some people, it's very easy to sort of say, well, no, it's what I am doing, Mm -hmm. not what I am thinking or how I am feeling that has anything to do with me being successful here. And yeah, a lot of times it really is just that sometimes imperceptible shift Mm -hmm. in the way you are thinking about something right? The way you approach something that makes all the difference in the world. Good, yeah. A good lesson to have learned, right? It's funny when I do tell that to my clients now, because they're like, what do you mean you didn't believe in this before? And it's kind of nice to hear that in a way. I think they feel reassured because there's a lot of clients out there. There's a lot of people out there that don't yet understand the mindset piece or just haven't been exposed to it in a big way. It's nice to hear that, oh, I wasn't always just thinking this way, right? It's something you can learn. It's something that you can embrace. Yeah. I remember in my first business, I, in Bar Candy, there was that piece that was inside that was really blocking me from just getting over that finish line. Man, I had to work on that for like two years. And then it was like, oh, okay. And then things started changing rapidly after that. So it really is, you know, very true that there's this is something to really pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that now, right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's sort of like, all right, what's next? Come on. I think the thing is, right. It's not ever done. It's sort Absolutely. of like, you're always going back to that place because as we continue to try to achieve more and more things, new things are going to start to come mm-hmm. up, new barriers, new sort of gaps between our knowing and our doing are going to start to kind of show themselves. And we've got to kind of keep doing that work. And it's exhausting, Mm -hmm. but you know what? Mm -hmm. The point is, if you want to be profitable, you want to be successful, you know, you want to get out of that five to six figure space and make higher and higher revenue, then you've got to do these things. You do. And that's why it's a formula, right? Is because the reality is the clients that I have that start and they're aiming for that six figure mark, we're going back through that crush formula regularly, right? It's right. never a like one and done. It's not like, oh, you've, right. you've gotten to this point in your utility. No, now your business is bigger. Now it looks different. Now what worked for this point doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily work anymore, right? So mm-hmm. it is that kind of just, it's kind of a cycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. What got you yeah. here isn't going to get you there. So absolutely, like, that is just sort of the general idea. So we got to do more things, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. But that's yep. the way it goes though. Yeah. And as your business evolves, you just keep going through the crush, right? Yeah. It's going to change as we keep kind of moving 
ahead and moving forward, moving up, however you want to name that. Yeah. 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 And you're always coming back to one of those. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you're coming back to the C, like you said, I'm coming back to the C because I really need to remember my why. I really need to remember what my goal is. This is how my business has grown. Am I still on target with my mission Mm -hmm. and my vision? Right. So every so often you're having to check back in with one or all of those. So it's not just a headspace. It's all of them. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah, great. absolutely. And it's almost like a business plan in a way, right? All companies have business plans. You always go back to that plan. And it's like always coming back to really honing in on these letters. I love CRUSH. How did you come up with that? At the time, that was what my coaching program was called. So it just happened to... Then it was a matter of me going through and going like, how am I going to make the things that I want to talk about fit the acronym, right? So it was just a little bit of you know a lot of brainstorming, a lot of walls of words to figure out how this is going to work exactly. So spitballing days, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, great. So is there anything that we haven't asked you? I think the only thing really is when you're talking about profit, talking about just emphasizing again that at the end of the day, profit is when it starts to be in your actual pocket as a human being, right? So making sure that we're working towards not just money being in the corporation or in the business, but making sure that we're starting to take that out and being rewarded for the work that we're putting into our businesses. I think sometimes some of the frustration around entrepreneurship is that we're not getting paid. We left a corporate job. We thought we could do this differently, better, quicker, whatever that was for all of us, and that we would make more money doing it. And unfortunately, we get into that idea that all the money has to stay in the business and I need to just keep growing, 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 which is always valuable, but you have to pay yourself. So taking the time to figure out how much you can pay yourself and how you can work towards growing that piece is, I think, critical to that grit piece. I think that's what keeps us going. We want to have a reward for all of the work we're doing and our business is growing as a reward, but there's that intrinsic, I want to make a paycheck and I want to give myself a raise regularly. And you can do that if you're managing the profit line of your business really carefully. You can treat yourself as your best employee, which is what you should be doing as an entrepreneur. So I think just emphasizing that point. And if you're struggling to do that, asking for help is really critical because it's not as complicated as it sounds. It's often just a couple little tweaks to make that happen. Excellent. All right. Great. Oh, I've learned so much here, Samantha. This has just been amazing. So where can people find you? Probably the best place to find me is on Instagram. So it's shecollective.biz is my handle. And then if your audience is looking for a profit assessment, that is what I do. I do a free consult call that just helps them assess where they are and what's that one trigger that they could make a difference. So they're walking away with a tactic. But that link is bit.ly backslash chat with Sam. So they can book that in there and we'll have a conversation just around what's the one thing they could switch today that's going to help them make more profit. Right. And your podcast is called? She Needs Grit. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So thank you so much for being with us, Samantha. And thank you for being our badass of the week. (laughs) I appreciate being the badass of the week. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Have a great day. Yes, you too. That's it for us this week. Remember, you can find anything we referenced in the episode in our show notes on our website, 
bossybrilliantbadass.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. It helps us get found. And thank you for listening. There'll be more Bossy Brilliant Badass next week. So until then, be be a badass. badass.